Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, and his name is, you all know him and love him, it's Mr. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Ben Arrington! Do, 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 do. I don't know what Juno's yeah, yeah. going to do then. I like to, it's like a weird jazzy sort of game show. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and I come in like that to the audience. Yeah. Well, actually, you don't. You sort of on a resol- you're like on a resol- revolving platform. Oh, uh, right. Okay, yeah. I'm on a revolving platform covered in covered in uh, plastic fruit. Yeah. Just, just to look, just to look uh, <laughs> I mean, delicious. Like a contestant, and then like on your little screen, it's got your name, which, you, which you've handwritten on the screen. Do you know what I mean? It's just like Ben. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Like, and it's like it's dark, and then you come out to the light. Oh yeah, this is good. You've thought about this. I have, yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> It's hot. It's uh, it is hot. It is hot. I mean, it's sweaty. It. Yeah. Did you get crazy thunderstorms last night? We got the craziest thunderstorms last night. So I'm pretty sure I did because when I woke up, everybody put it on their social media. You know, those great, some great footage of thunderstorms. You know, I mean, if you ever yeah. wanted some. Yeah. And I'm so I I slept through it. I was really tired last night, and I ended up. In the, must have been in the deepest sleep because I usually would get woken up by thunderstorms, but definitely hit, hit Bristol. But I didn't see it. I was asleep. Oh, that's a shame because it was uh, it was something special. It was like you know when Neo first wakes up from the Matrix and he goes through the yep. crazy, smoggy storms bit. It, it was like waking up to that. The smoggy storms. Okay. Yeah, smoggy okay. storms. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm glad I missed it because I do find it quite therapeutic uh, watching a good old thunderstorm. It was nice. It was like uh, someone was like flicking on the the daylight switch on the on the on the big mm. light on. <laughs> what time was it? About three o'clock, I think. Oh, well, you up, did it? You, I bet you were all grouchy when you were bloody thunderstorm. Man, I I was so hot. I wasn't really. I wasn't. I don't think I ever managed to get a proper sleep last night. It was too hot. It was like being in an oven. I mean, you can't sleep in an oven. I mean, you, your food doesn't get a chance <laughs> to go for a nap in the oven, does it? Too hot. Yeah. Think about uh, it. Exactly. Think about um, it. I, I kept all right last night, somehow. Do you know, I'll tell you what? 
I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. Um, I've got the door open at the moment. I've got the door open at the moment. I've got the fan on. Yeah. Um, what I've so, been doing is like sort so of this putting cold water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> putting cold water on, on my arms and my head. And it's lying in front of the fan. It's 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 beautiful. That's quite good. That's good. Right. I need to get some ice to place place in my undercarriage. We've been stacking up on ice poles, as you call them, ice pops, as we call them. <laughs> yeah, ice pops. Yeah, I love a good pole, me, mate. I mean, I like a pop, but I like a pole yeah. even more. So, oh, pop yeah. man. So you've got some horror news, right? Got some horror news for us to discuss, Luke. I've got um, some some stories. Ah! <laughs> that's number that's number one. Um, but apparently that's too R-rated for us to even discuss because it's gonna you know it's gonna send it's gonna make people have actual nightmares. So let's talk about some other news. Uh, so I'll start with the newest with the latest news, which dropped today. Is that Rutger Howard died? <laughs> okay, yeah, Man yeah, the, old, the oldest. <laughs> Man is born. The oldest news, Big Bang happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Rutger Hauer of, you know, like um, Blade Runner, The Hitcher, Salem's Lot, he was in, uh, 2004 adaptation. He's in things like, obviously, Batman Begins, Sin City, and recently, well, fairly recently, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah, you can say. So, yeah. And uh, shame. Channel Zero. 75. He's in the 13th Channel Zero fairly recently. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Channel Zero Butcher's Block. So he's got his fingers in the old horror pie. He's um, a fantastic presence. Like his face definitely. and eyes and the way he looks at things. He looks like he wants to eat you. He, he would make a great cannibal. Yeah. Has he ever played a cannibal? Probably not. Maybe not. Hobo of a Shotgun, though. Have you seen Hobo of a Shotgun? Uh, sure yeah, yeah. I've only seen it once, but I remember it being utterly, utterly mental. So it's a grindhouse. Yeah. Gore fest. Yeah, so rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. Uh, also, so we've got obviously all the Marvel news this week. Um, probably no point chatting about all of it, but in terms of horror, we're going to get a Blade movie. Now, and, um, the Doctor Strange movie. You and said Doctor it's Strange. Be I was, yeah. was going to add that, mate. All right, all right. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't step on my. <laughs> my don't step on my toes, mate. Uh, so yeah, obviously this this I mean it's gonna be a probably a PG thirteen or a you know a PG Blade movie. Maybe it will, maybe it won't be. Maybe they'll do the first you know fifteen rated MCU yeah. movie. But Mahershala Ali, um, Oscar winner, you recognise him for things like Green Book, True Detective, um, Alita. He was in recently, and in in Alita he was wearing sunglasses and mm. sort of like quite dark clothes. Vampire and I teeth. thought he looked like yeah he's wearing vampire teeth. He looks like he'd make a good blade. Now, apparently, he won best o- best Oscar. <laughs> he won best Oscar. <laughs> he won best actor. And and he and then he called up he called up Kevin Fe- Feige. Is Feige. that how you say his name? Feige. Feige. He called up. He called up Kevin Feige. And went. Oh, I do. Oh, I want to do a blade film. And he went. Well, really? Do you? And he went. I've got Oscar here. Yeah. And so they've let him do it. Um, and we don't know much about it because he could, it was the last announcement. Um, yeah. But yeah, how do you feel about that? How would they, how would they bring vampires to the... To I don't the... know anything in the Marvel Universe now, can't they? I mean, they... Like, People are... Just... Yeah, I mean, they used to say, oh, it's like uh, the magic stuff is just science. But now they've... I mean, you know, the original four films, like, oh, it's just science, but you just don't understand it. 
But now it's like um, Doctor Strange. Now it's magic again. It's all multi-dimensional. They can do anything in the Marvel Universe now. That's fine. Uh, Blade, I think yeah. we've got our three... Well, Blade 1 and 2 movies, but I don't want to talk about Blade Trinity too much. But we've got our Wesley Snipes Blade movies, and they're fantastic. Like, we don't need Wesley Snipes to come back in again. I mean, he's he's, he's old, isn't he? He's old. And and what, and in one of the... Uh, in the Blade films, he was being a bit of a diva, wasn't he? Isn't that true? <laughs> Have you seen that where... In Blade he didn't want CGI'd to, eyes. Yeah, they CGI'd his eyes on because he refused to open them <laughs> <laughs> for a shot. That is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Like, someone on the film should just have come in there and gone, where's he signed? For fuck's sake. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And apparently, yeah. well, apparently he also referred to Ryan Reynolds on Blade Trinity as that cracker. Really? Allegedly. He's a bit of a cracker. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure is on that. Like a... He's a bit, he's a bit of a cracker. He's a crack. He's crackers. Yeah. But yeah, so this should be good. And also, yeah, Doctor Strange sequel, um, the Multiverse of Madness, which is obviously directed. Is it Scott Scott Derrickson? Is that his... Scott Derrickson. So he's done, he's done Sinister. So he's done a bit of horror before. So he knows his. I've never seen that though. Um, but yeah, it's, so apparently Doctor Strange is going to be the first. Yeah. No. So he's going to be the first horror movie in the MCU, but I'm assuming it'd just probably be a bit spooky. Has some ghosts. Has some ghosts. Has some jump scares. Maybe a ghost. Maybe yeah. something strange. Yeah. So yeah. That's news. And also, uh, John Carpenter revealed that there are going to be two Halloween sequels, sequels to last year's movie. John Carpenter revealed this. He did reveal this, yeah. Well, that's where I first saw it, anyway. Oh, okay. It was officially confirmed by John Carpenter, and I think everywhere else followed suit. So, in 2020, we're going to get a film called Halloween Kills, and in 2021, we're going to get a film called Halloween Ends? Question mark? No, there's not a question mark. I think that's kind of cool. Um, Obviously, I quite like the the new one they did last year. Is it last year? This year? Whatever it was. I'm up for that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, the the new one was good, but, you know... um, It'd be interesting to see where they go because now we know that in Halloween Kills, Mike Myers. I always say Mike Myers every time. Michael Myers isn't going to die. Yeah, well, well, you never know. Can he die? Yeah, can he die? Yeah. Well, anyway, so it was pretty good. And if it's going to be um, directed by David Gordon Green, he's mm. returning to direct both. So, yeah, we could get a nice, almost like self contained. Well, I know it still relates to the first film, but like a nice self contained trilogy and i guess it's good because it's good to get it confirmed because a lot of people were kind of wondering about things what's it going to be called is it going to be called halloween 2 again which what's, would have been it be halloween ends and Hall- halloween kill halloween kills is the next one and then halloween ends kills. will be the one 2021 halloween that. kills what who's halloween yeah, exactly, who's he yeah. killing i thought I maybe they would call it michael myers or halloween michael myers or halloween mikey myers mikey myers the shape well, origin was was the shape possibly going to be the name of Halloween, the latest one? I think uh, maybe that's what they before they announced it properly. They, they were working on something called the shape or something, maybe, something like that. I can't remember. But he's he's credited as the shape in the original film, so I think that would have been a good sequel name. But then they wouldn't be able to, in marketing terms, they just wouldn't be able to sell it as well as they did. It's Halloween, and people know yeah. that like instantly. With the shape, you know, like, the, what, shape of what? We've got the shape of water. The shape, got of, the shape of water. The shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of Michael Myers. Exactly. He's really tall and he wears a, wears a boiler suit. He's got a mask. It was William Shatner. That's it. 
That's as far, that's as, far as I've got. Write that down, Luke. That'll be that'll be already that'll be the feed. I've gonna, already you know written. I'm recording it. My brain. <laughs> I'm gonna add some music to it. On the, I'm gonna release it on SoundCloud and make a million. Oh, lovely. A million uh, SoundCloud make, links. Make a million, a million credits. That's it for me. Got any news? Uh, nope. Uh, it's stuff and guff though. We've, I've watched a few things. If you'd like to. Yeah, you, you can. I love to partake in stuff okay. and guffs that we've watched and consumed. Uh, so I watched um, Gozu. Gozu is uh, I was going for a bit of a Takashi Miike little phase. Takashi Miike did oh, an okay, audition, yeah, yeah. and he's a done a hundred films or something apparently now. Uh, but so that's, and I was like, oh, I'm really fancy a really bizarre movie, uh, and apparently Gozu by Takashi Miike is, is as bizarre as you're gonna get. Uh, and it's uh, so what? It, okay, so it opens. With so Yakuza bodyguard, and then he, the huge bodyguard, says, "Watch out, boss! Do you see that there? There's a dog in the window, and it's like this tiny little Chihuahua puppy thing." And then the, the Yakuza boss is like, "Ha ha! Yeah, it's a cute puppy." And then he goes, "No, that's a Yakuza assassin puppy. It's going to kill you." And they think he's joking. And then he goes outside, and then he picks the dog up on the lead and starts swinging it around <laughs> on the end of the lead. He starts bashing it against the curb and just like. Uh, smushes this uh puppy so obviously oh. he's gone off the deep end he thinks everything like they're driving him away and there's a car behind him and he says you see that fiat punter and he goes that's a yakuza killing fiat punter <laughs> and then he's about to kill the, the guy in the car like he's just gone he's just lost it uh so this guy's got to take him somewhere to have him dealt with uh and they, they take us this weird little japanese town it's just gets more and more bizarre. It's like kind of lynching. There's like a woman who is trying to get him to drink the milk from a massive boobs. <laughs> there's um, <laughs> there's a cow. There's a minotaur in it at one point. And there's, it's got maybe the most bizarre scene I've ever seen in the, the last shot or the last little sequence. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to watch it. I, I probably don't want to spoil it if you do watch it because... Uh, the last shot is, is something special. It's uh, like you think you think you you're kind of enjoying it, but it's like I'm not, it's a bit slow. I'm not too sure if this was really worth the, the two hour runtime. Then you get to that last bit, and you go, oh okay, yeah, <laughs> it was worth it for that. Yeah, okay, I got yeah. it, I got it. Yeah, so Gozi by Takashi Miike. I think it's worth it if you enjoy bizarre stuff that doesn't make too much sense. And um, you spell it G O G O Z U. Golf Oscar Zulu uniform. Right, and the uh, High Rise. You seen High Rise, the Ben Wheatley film? Yeah, I've seen High Rise, but if I remember right, sorry, you tell me. High Rise is based on an adaptation of J.G. Ballard novel. I don't know the story. I like Ben Wheatley a lot. I like Kill List and Sightseers and those kind of things a lot. Um, this is quite a weirdly big budget thing. Like it seems kind of massive, like for what it is. It's not a straightforward film. It's not a straightforward narrative. Basically, everyone in this big massive tower block uh, yep. where you've got the working class down at the bottom and uh, the middle class in the middle and the, the upper like royalty I think the, the guy who lives it lives at the top floor is even called John Royal or something like that uh, so they all go nuts for some reason Doesn't, you never find out why and they start killing each other and they start um, little gang wars and stuff for, for no reason it just gets worse and worse gets absolutely bonkers and you never really... It starts Tom Hiddleston. He's the main character, but 
I don't really know what his his sort of purpose is halfway through the film. It just it's insane, yeah. uh, which is kind of amazing that something like that could get made on that massive scale budget. But um, I, I very much doubt they made the money back on this. Surely not. Yeah. I didn't really like it, but maybe I'll, uh, do you know sometimes when you watch something and you're like, you feel yourself like getting like physically frustrated. Like I felt like that. So maybe I just yeah. wasn't in the right frame of mind for it, but it's probably the one, the first Ben Wheatley film I haven't enjoyed. So, but then maybe it's because he's adapting someone else's material. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I wonder, I wonder if I compare it to the book. It'd be interesting to, to find out. Yeah. I don't know the book too well, but that, that's, that's definitely worth it. I read, um, so you always hear about one of the best graphic novels of all time. Well, best writer. This is hard, this is sort of news. Alan Moore has now retired from comics. Yeah, again, again exactly. but apparently, finally, yeah, he's again, not, he's not going to be doing it anymore at all. So finally, this time, wink. <laughs> so I read uh, Swamp Thing Volume One, which is seventeen. Um, I, I think it was his first uh, bigger job in America, and people always talk about how it's. It changed, revolutionized comics, and it's got like a perfect uh, uh, issue that people were kind of like couldn't believe how good this thing was. Um, and yeah, it is amazing. Like it's there's there's an issue in this collection. I read the volume one. There's an issue. I think it was issue twenty one of the overarching Swamp Thing story um, called the Anatomy Lesson. That is the most perfect single issue of a comic book I think I've ever read. It's so well done, and it's horrific. The reveal of uh, Swamp Thing, because I always thought it was just a guy who gets some chemicals on him and he falls into a swamp, and then he sort of comes out as a Swamp Thing. But the reveal of what he actually is is a really interesting, horrific sort of little twist to it that I wasn't expecting. Amazing. Like, really, really good. I'm pretty sure I've read, I'm pretty sure I've read some of it, but I can't quite remember. It was weird because his... Alan Moore's run starts on like issue nineteen, so he's he's sort of finishing off the previous writer's storylines. So mm, some it okay. feels a little bit like you're jumping in halfway through and you don't know anything. But he kind of ties his off fairly early, and then when he's this the anatomy lesson issue starts, that's when it's pure new ground stuff that he's doing. Your um, Who who illustrated that? Uh, well, this one has a few artists on it, so I think there's a um, I think it maybe changes. For different issues, it's not a name I instantly remember. To be honest, but I have to check it out. Uh, and then, lastly, one that you've probably seen yourself: Stranger Things season three. Yes, there we go. Uh, you... Did we discuss? The... Did we discuss this last time? I can't remember. Well, I watched it in on holiday last week. Okay. So, uh, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was well. I'll take that back. I thought it was great. I thought it was the, the best series because I feel like. It felt like it had a lot of freedom in this series. I felt like series one, it was finding its feet. It was it was working out what the mythology was, introducing characters, building characters. Season two, I felt like it was a bit hampered by trying to fit too much in, and eleven was kind of relied upon heavily to basically tie out, tie up all the loose ends and all the plot points and everything. And I kind of didn't like it. Yeah. This just feels like so much fun. I feel like every character has hit their stride now. Some of the best characters. The introduction of new characters is great. Um, and I feel like it is... Un- I know all the others are set in the 80s, but this is like unashamedly 80s. It's just like clothes, music, the mall, uh, video games, uh, 
it just feel it just it just felt like the purest the purest Stranger Things essence yeah. in however many series, and it felt like it didn't outstay its welcome. It was a it was the perfect length, and I like the fact we had kind of like what three parallel storylines going on, and they never seemed to overlap each other too much, and they all came together at the end, and it felt it felt organic, and it just felt a like really good writing. What did you think? <laughs> so I kind of liked it. I don't. I'm not as on it as okay. as you are. I think you're right. The, the, the characters are fantastic. It's funny. Like, it's, it's so well paced. And it's got some standout moments. I've been singing the uh, Never Ending Story song. I've been playing that video. It was pro- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Amazing. It was probably the scariest it's been as well, right? Yeah, I liked all the body snatching type stuff as it's well. It's never been as scary. Ne- yeah, exactly. It's never been yeah. as scary as this, I don't think. So there's a couple of things that sort of really niggled me. The the uh, the, the one thing is like the. So Steve Harrington's storyline about the, the the Russians under the uh, under the mall, yep. it's very Spy Kids, and like yep. there's bits where like <laughs> there's a bit where um, they're they're running around, running away from these Russian yep. trained security guys with like and they just push them out of the way. Even yeah. where he throws a like, four of them run into a room and he throws a bin and they all fall over like dominoes. And, yeah. it's, and I was like, what? <laughs> this isn't like it. Just seems very Spy Kids to me. It just seemed very like a. It went very kids movie, which is fine. But it, I was like, it's not quite um, as sort of serious, I guess, as uh, the previous season. That, that's that's what we because it, it was more of a sort of a fun season. Uh, the only the other thing, you I always felt like season one and two felt like it's felt. It feels like the aesthetic has changed. It feels it used to be. This is something that could have been could have been released in the eighties. Like yeah. you can't tell now. It's not like that now. It's like. Now we're celebrating stuff from the eighties. Yeah, now, it's, yeah. which is which is, again, it's fine. It's just a, it's a different aesthetic, and I kind of miss the the, the camera movements used to be slower. There used to be a like a like a bit more of a film grain, and it used to oh, yeah, be a lot more brown, and it used to look like, oh my god, this is like, is this a film from the eighties? I want um, it to be more brown. <laughs> yeah, for most things, uh, um, I like my food I'm... brown. I like my TV shows brown. <laughs> To be fair, though, it was the soundtrack was great. I feel like the inclusion, of, like Day of the Dead soundtrack. Um, yeah, that was a good moment as well at the start. Bit, yeah. I think there were loads of good standout moments. I feel like certain characters, like I mean, Hopper for me has always been the. I really, I think Hopper was the, the MVP. In, in yeah, and then I think Billy got a lot more to do, and they sort of doubled down on him being like, yeah, a, a nasty piece of work. But you got like redeeming um, qualities as well. They kind of deepened. Yeah, his, redeeming qualities definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, new characters like uh, the Russian dude who likes Slurpees. Alexei, yeah. Alexei, yeah. So again, um, the Terminator guy, that's that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. that's, uh, it's not, it's, it's, this must just be a conscious decision. They were like, we're not going to try and recreate what we could have seen in the 80s now. Now we're just going to play with what the 80s is. And, yeah, yeah. Now we're going to yeah. sort of like, it's like an homage to the 80s rather exactly. than like, yeah. rather than like, a recreation of something that could have been in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. So I, I enjoyed it. I think. I think it's for me. It's season one, season three, and then season two. But they're all they're all very much very highly up there. Hell and, yes, uh, that's it. What about you? Have you see anything else? Um, so I'll go through mine quite quickly because I've watched quite a lot. 
um, over the last couple of weeks. I've been hitting a few things pretty hard, catching up with some stuff. So I rewatched the Matrix trilogy. Oh, um, nice. I saw the Matrix in 4K on the big screen. How big? And, uh, pretty big. Uh, bigger than me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty, I'm not sure how big the screen was. Uh, I didn't get my tape measure right. Maybe I should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Matrix, um, just, as, just as amazing as ever. Seminal perfect five stars that's one of my one of my i've got many five star films but i say that's definitely up there it's probably solidly yeah. in my top 10 i think it's just influenced so much and the reloading and revolutions are just films aren't they they're just films that take the lore and just as soon as that world opens up everything yeah. kind of feels like it hasn't got as much impact as it did in the original as soon as we see you know people living in this city all dressed like they're an avatar i kind of felt a bit like yeah not so great. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I rewatched Minority Report. That's held up really well. Uh, nearly twenty years old that film, but that is again one of the near perfect action sci-fi films. Uh, Phil- Philip K. Dick book. The so Philip K. Dick story. Yep. Um, we wrote that. But obviously, it's a Steven Spielberg adaptation of that. And yeah, it's good. Tom Cruise is good. Yeah. All good. Um. I also watched a film called Booksmart. I'm not sure if you've seen this advertised. It's kind of like a teen comedy. I've heard it's hilarious. Um, it is hilarious. Um, so yeah, a lot of people compare it to things like Super Bad, but it's Super Bad, but not quite as crude. Right. But it's directed by Olivia Wilde, which I didn't know until like I was okay. watching it. Um, and it's it's good. The two leads are, are amazing. Um, one of them is Jonah Hill's sister, um, Beanie Feldstein, she's the one from What We Did in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Caitlin Dever. But yeah, basically the like the ensemble, like all of the all of the supporting characters are amazing yeah. as well. Like everyone's good, everyone's funny, or everyone's an interesting enough character. And you know, they're they're not like archetypes. You haven't got like the even though it's a high school co- a comedy, you haven't got like bullies and you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, it's it it feels very twenty nineteen as well. Um, I saw the Lion King. How was that? Which is just okay seems a bit weird it's so it's so uber realistic that you can't really see any emotion and everything i know it feels like you're kind of blinded by nostalgia but everything that you're kind of hoping that appears in it it does but it kind of just feels <laughs> a bit, feels a bit weird Every, so everything's yeah. in place but it just feels a bit wrong it feels yeah. like it feels like a dirty little secret like you're going something feels wrong about this i don't know what it is um yeah i'm not gonna go into things too in two decks i haven't watched any horror but i also watched a film called stuber with Dave Batista. Is it to do with Uber? uh, Ubers? Is it, it is to do with Uber, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dave Batista and Kamal Nanjiani, who's been who was gonna be in the MCU in the Eternals or Eternals, sorry. He's gonna uh, be so, in the Eternals. I don't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> I know much about the, either. The, the comic. Yeah. But the set the premise is pretty funny. Like Dave Batista's had eye surgery and he can't drive, so he's like a cop and he needs this guy to take him everywhere. basically like collateral but comedy. Remember right, okay. with Tom Cruise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was just all right. You know, it was completely watchable, but that's kind of it. It's got some funny moments in it, but it it's a bit. It's like a buddy cop movie, but it's a bit by the numbers and in, in the way it sort of plays that out. You know, yeah. these guys are so different; <clears throat> they're never going to be able to work together. God, they hate each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard it's pretty good though. Um, it's all right. It yeah, it's totally all right. But that's it, man. That is it. So, no. uh, just because I won't feel good until we do, um, other artists on the Swamp Thing book. Um, oh. Stephen R. Bissett, 
with Penciler, Don Total Burn the Inca, Dan Day Penciler, uh, Rich Rick Veitch Penciler. So it's got like a whole slew of artists doing Oops. various bits and pieces. I was just wondering if uh, Dave Gibbons was perhaps involved. Uh, obviously, Watchman, dude, yeah. but maybe not. Yep. What are we talk? What are we talking about today, then, Luke Condo? We are going to talk about the hills have eyes. Not the remake, which is one of my. You know what? I think it's one of my favorite horror movies. I'll talk about it in a bit. But we're talking about the original, which I've kind of held off on for a long yeah. time because I enjoy the remake so much. But uh, have you got some information? Uh, sure. ID, thing. please. ID, please. So, The Hills Have Eyes is a 1977 American horror film written, directed, and edited by Wes Craven. He'd done it all. Starring Susan Lanier, Michael Berryman, and Dee Wallace. The film follows the Carters, a suburban family targeted by a family of cannibal savages after becoming stranded in the Nevada desert. Cannibal Savage. I mean, that's a death metal album. Uh, Yeah, so, OMDB, 6.4 out of 10. Very, very low. Rotten Tomatoes. 67%, 67%, uh, which you know, is not too bad for a film like this. Interestingly, um, this is higher than the remake. The remake's on like 51%. People really didn't like, really didn't get along with it at all. We asked the board advisors which one they preferred, and yep. the remake swung it. Most people prefer the remake. But Anthony Doyle uh, said that there's not much in it for me, but the original has a real dirty feel to it. I would say the original is creepy. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Some things in the original haven't aged so well for me. There are a few things where I kind of felt a bit like, I mean, it's still brutal. It's still pretty horrible. Um, It feels very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, doesn't it? It feels like the threat feels like the same as that. But there are a few things which we will get into that I made it feel a bit silly to me. And even though I probably shouldn't have. I watched the, the 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 remake like almost immediately after, and there's a hell of a lot in it which is almost identical. So the, the, I, I, after I watched it and I was going through my notes, I was made this. I realized I made the stupidest note I think I've ever written in my life. Surprisingly, a lot like the remake, <laughs> as if it's going to be anything yeah. else. <laughs> but, yeah, but I was. It's like I was surprised by how little the remake had changed. Like all yep. the all the. The really horrific stuff is in there, like the the, the baby theft, the the raping, the, all the I don't know what that scene, especially. I was like, that must be like a recent extreme horror scene when they yeah. when they sort of assault the the van and the, and the woman. But um, no, it's all it's all it's there. All back in the much ident- it's all pretty much yeah. identical to the point where like. I don't know, like even like the places where people stand seems to be like the yeah. same. Like people, people stand in that trailer or outside the trailer in almost the same places. Yeah. When, when the action happens, it's it's very similar. But obviously, the last twenty minutes of the of the remake, it goes a bit more like crazy vengeance, which manner. I really enjoyed. In the in yeah, the, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a great. The ending to the original kind of feels a bit like, well, well, there we go. Uh, that's an ending. But yeah. but this but this one you know kind of feel that the remake sorry feels like that redemption is there because really what happens is brutal and horrific yeah. and so yeah the remake was directed by Alexandra Aja I, I say I say Aja but Aja I, I don't know uh, so 
he's directing Cruel, which is out next month. Um, he also directed things like Piranha 3D, uh, Mirrors, Horns, Maniac, and uh, High Tension, which obviously you've you've yeah. been a uh, you've been hyping up. Oh, I've never actually seen it. I've seen it. Oh, you're lucky. I've not seen it. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, this is the. I was surprised by how good it was. I'll be honest. I mean. There's a kind of fear with all the things. This it is a little bit over the cliff. Like it is a little bit slow at times, and it was made for very little budget. Um, it's on sixteen mil film, so it's got some grain to the point where you can hardly see through it. Um, when it's especially a darker stuff, and there's some funny uh, special effects that haven't aged that well. I mean, if there's a head at one point, it's like obviously yeah. not a head. Um, but it's it's like I said, it's all there. It's got the it's got the same feeling. I'm surprised by how usually old movies like this they tend to be very simple, like they tend to be very simply sort of uh, plotted out. But this has got it the way it sort of grinds the family to this these sort of certain moments. It's got the retribution element to it, but it's not quite as well wrought out as in the remake. But it's, it also it also has been there. And I was I was you know I was along for the ride. I was enjoying it. Mm. Uh, it was mentioned it came out on July twenty second, nineteen seventy seven. So I noticed a couple yeah. of days ago. So I think maybe you watched it on on its on its birthday. Oh yeah, that's why we're doing Two it. Two days ago. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it, mate. That's why we planned it. Planned it, obviously. Second anniversary. No, forty second anniversary, right? Yeah, forty yeah. second anniversary. That's right, Mister yeah. Maths. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, the remake, I think the reason I enjoy the remake so much, or held such a special place in my heart, is because that was like the first horror movie I was 18, I was allowed to go to the cinema for, I think I, was even, I wasn't even 18 at the time, but we went with like girlfriends, and there's a whole load of us, and we watched it, and it was one of those sort of cinema experiences where everyone's screaming, and then laughing at themselves for screaming, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But like it just felt like a real proper horror movie cinema experience. Where everyone was like really well into it, and then we kind of came out laughing at how silly we sounded. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, it's just, it's just uh, my first experience with that, and it was, uh, and I just really enjoyed the film. I um, think I saw, it, I think I saw it at the cinema as well. You know, I've got, I've got, in I've got, it yeah, <laughs> in Mansfield, and I was sat behind someone <laughs> who wouldn't stop screaming <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> And I was, I came out and I was fuming. I said, "If I ever meet up, it was screaming and laughing." Is I, I think his name was Luke, but he had a full head of hair. So <laughs> it's not me then. <laughs> it's obviously it's not you. Bold. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, I hope I never become bold like him. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Happened. Well, okay. Uh, so, uh, how did you feel about the film? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was good. As I said, there were a few bits that kind of felt a bit hammy yeah which obviously shows the film's age but i think it was tense it was creepy it was like a bit like oh sickening if uh, as i said it had that texas chainsaw massacre i think obviously whoever said in the horror hangout board of advisors group that it felt a bit dirty or it was a bit dirty i think you're right it does feel a pretty dirty um not just because of what happens on screen but just something about it just feels a bit oh it's one of those situations where i wouldn't like to be in that situation yeah Jesus, what is the um? I'm just looking at the cast names. What was the name of uh, Berryman? What's his first name again? Uh, Michael, isn't it? Michael, Michael, Barry- Michael Barrymore. <laughs> That's why I thought. Is it? 
But uh, so Michael Berryman, he um, I'm trying to remember what 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 the whole story was, but the reason he's sort of the face of the film, he's not the main killer mutant thing in, in this film, but he's on the posters and he's got such an iconic face. Um, mm-hmm. His dad uh, worked uh, in Japan. I think. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We spinning around Hiroshima and came back and then he had some radioactive poisoning or something in the system and that's why Michael God, Berryman was born in the looks in the way he was. Uh, so, but he's a fantastic guy, and he's been in some great films. The reason he's on the poster, there's something, to, uh, something to do with um, he could either sue the production company or something, for some for something. I can't remember what it was. Maybe he got bit, or maybe I don't think he, he hasn't. He can't produce sweat, so it could have been something to do with bit, bit by a dog. Don't know. I mean, that does happen in the film, but. But he did sign up for that, <laughs> so I don't know. No, that, that that bit was all completely real. But there's <laughs> roll the cameras. He's getting savaged by the dog. Whee! There's some sort of reason why he could either sue the production company, or they said, "Oh, we'll put you on the front of the poster, and you'll get like you know tons of free advertising." Uh, so he did that instead, and that's pretty much what gave him his career. Is the sort of for his look and the weight that. Yeah, he is a strange-looking guy, but he's, he's definitely made savvy, it work himself. He's a savvy businessman, and what's strange as well is that the remake really doubled down on the old, uh, you know, mutants from nuclear yeah. nuclear fallout stuff. Which I don't know if that was, you know, inspired by that because we don't really get that in this, where it's understood that one one of the main guys was just sort of like exiled for being yeah. a bit of a for being a bit of a nut job, and then he obviously he started a he started a horrible inbred family. Out in the hills, which also have eyes. Yeah. So this, uh, this, the story is inspired by Sawny Bean, which I don't know if it's actually a real thing. Um, apparently it might be. I think, I think it may be the real, or it might be rooted in reality. Uh, which is the the guy in Scotland who lived in a cave, and he had a family of like inbred 
people, 40 or so, there's like a big tribe of these inbred people. And they used to, people coming to Edinburgh and into, to Glasgow from the main road from London, they would just uh, attack them and then take them back to the cave and then eat them. They would like pickle their penises and, and lots of fun stuff. So this story is inspired <laughs> by Sawny Bean. I don't, I'd like to know if that was a real thing because that sounds insane if it was real. Sawny Bean is often considered a mythical figure. That's what it says here. But someone included a gruesome narrative in their great short stories of detection. 1928. Sawny Bean. Oh, is he Sean Bean? One of Sean Bean's. Uh... Shawny Bean, yeah. <laughs> Shawny Bean. <laughs> Get yourself in here and I'll pickle your penis. No, he's, he's, not, he's not London, was he? He's, Nor- he's Northern, isn't he? He's Northern. You're kind of Northern. Do the... Do the... He's got a uh, Sean Bean's Sheffield. got a very Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield, yeah. He's got a very very read read then Sheffield. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I just need to, I need to hear it for a second and then I'll be able to do it. But you know, I mean, I can't. Well, not when I'm put on the spot like that. Yeah, that's very uh, going more south, but it's it's good. Yeah. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> so also key players. Yeah, D Wallace uh, plays. Uh, yeah. The older daughter, we know yep. her from Cujo, and she's in the Howling as well. I think maybe other things. She loves it. Doesn't she? she loves a good horror. Yeah. She does. So there's like a family called the Carters. There's a dad, a mum, two daughters, a son-in-law, <laughs> a son, and a baby. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Big Bob Carter, Ethel, is the mum. <laughs> Bless you. Bob. Thank you. Brenda Carter, Bobby Carter, Lynn. Yeah, I think I'm getting this right. Yeah, so it's basically two families. A family of inbreds and a family of not bred, yeah. not inbreds. I thought D. Wallace played the, the the daughter and her boyfriend was the outsider. But he's not in this, in the original. It looks like he's he plays the biological son and she's the outsider. But in the remake, oh, okay, the fact that they changed it really yeah. adds to the story. Yeah, so they change it up in the remake where Ted Ted Levine, it was the yeah. dad. He's got like he's like a Republican, and the son-in-law is like a Democrat. So he's yeah. giving him all the old. He's like a yeah, gun-toting Republican. Yeah, giving loads of jit for being a a weak, feeble, left-wing guy. And obviously, yeah. that's that's part of his arc. Obviously, and that's part of the, that character's arc is that he's given time to you know redeem himself or you know show that he, he only can. when he can become a Republican is he able to kill. I'm a Republican. <laughs> he goes like that, and then he rips off his shirt and he's got and he's got a Trump T-shirt on underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Trump 2020. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that again, I think it just shows how smart the remake was to sort of change these little bits and to tweak them to really. Emphasize the the art, the character arcs. Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, yeah, so the family of of cannibals are called Papa Jupiter, Mama, Mars, Pluto, Mercury, a little girl called Ruby, and someone called Fred. I don't know the Fred guy. Oh, oh, that's the uh, the, the gas station attendant. That's right. So the gas station he's like attendant. Their granddad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's like yeah, their granddad. So. So. The film opens, both of the films open, with a suburban Carter family. They're travelling in a, a big, what do you call those, uh, big trucks that people drive and stay R- in. Like an R- RV? RV. 
Uh, they're driving through the Nevada desert, I believe. Um, yeah. And they need gas. So they stop off where, at the gas station. Where, where are they going? They're just going on vacation, right? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems so. Americans are always driving around, aren't they? Well, that was the... Uh... Hey, where are you going? We're driving somewhere where there's no gas station for 50 mi- 500 miles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they must be going somewhere in the RV. But so they're driving, and as all RVs do, um, I want to do it needs filling up with petrol or diesel. So they stop yeah. off at the gas station, and then we get like a proper introduction of everyone Big Bob, the dad, and everyone else. <laughs> and everyone else. And they've got two dogs as well. So two yeah. like German shepherds called Beauty and the Beast, or just Beast. I thought it was called Beast, but they do say the Beast. Uh, <laughs> Where is the hey! Beast? Hey! The beast. Where is the beast? Yeah. I wonder if they got those. Na- I wonder if they got those names in there. Puppies, like yeah, because they kind of grow into them, don't they? Nominative yeah. determinism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. So they stop at um, somewhere for fuel, and there's a guy named Fred, some like old, old dude, um, and he sort of gives him advice. Sort of says, "Stay on the main road." Don't eat yellow snow. He's Don't eat yellow snow. Advice, left, right, centre. Um, Bet heavy on the Dodgers this season. Yeah, and then Fred's truck like explodes, doesn't it? Like, yeah, at some point, is that after they've left? So he is going to leave. He said, "I'm finishing up. There's not much petrol in here because I'm finishing. Up. I'm heading out." And then um, yeah. Ruby turns up and she's like, "I hear you're heading out. This is the the youngest mutant daughter. I want to head out with you, please, Granddad." And he's like, "No, because if your dad finds out, he'll eat me." Um, yeah, and then, uh, then his car blows up. <laughs> yeah, and then his car blows up. So obviously, they've they realise he's going to leave. So the mutant cannibals have decided, no, you're not. So Ruby just looks a little bit like, um, what's the child in Flintstones? The little we got Bam Bam, and then whoever she is, one from the other family. Uh yeah, there's another little child, isn't there? Bam Bam's one of the kids, and then there's like a little girl. Is there a little girl? I think you're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, basically, it just she just looks like she's dressed as a cave woman. Yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing cannibal, mutant, or scary about her. She just looks like a girl dressed like someone's gone. Uh, Stone Age Day tomorrow at school. You got to, we got to put together a costume. We'll get this potato sack around you, and we'll have a, a, back, a, home a, neck, a ne- back home your hair, and a glass is made of teeth. Uh, yeah. Sorry, necklace made of teeth. Not glasses made of teeth. <laughs> well, she can have them as well. Necklace made of teeth. Like that. That hasn't aged well. Yeah. That looks a bit silly. And unfortunately, most of the other cannibals have kind of got that look. Yeah. The mum, the mum especially, has got like an airband or something made out of teeth. And well, she looks um, like uh, they. It looks like she's gone for like a native Indian sort of. Uh, yeah. Uh, not like a real authentic one. Like, the, like a costume. Like Michael Berryman, because he's like obviously dis- disfigured or a bit, a bit of a kind of unconventional looking, a weird, bit strange weird looking, looking, yeah, looking dude. He is creepy because yeah, there's something otherworldly strange about him. Mm. But everyone else kind of just looks like, like in particular, is it Mars? Who's like okay, one of the dude, the guy with curly hair. Yeah, He's got like sharp, sharp teeth. teeth. Yeah. He looks like Phil Lynott from Finn Lizzy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like <laughs> the boys are back in town. I'm going to eat your dick. Um, <laughs> He's got like sharp teeth. He looks ridiculous. Yeah. Is it a wig? Because sometimes it looks like his hair. I'm thinking it's the 70s. 
but his hair sometimes is like sort of haphazardly placed on his head and i'm like that's a wig and it's a bad wig he looks yeah. ridiculous he looks like like he looks like 10 year old kids have decided to give someone a disguise the, there's another one we don't see too much of i don't think uh i think he's just i think you see his teeth but his normal teeth <laughs> and then he's like that's his teeth <laughs> And he falls off a cliff. Even yeah, yeah, that's the one. And okay. even Papa Jupiter looks kind of ridiculous. They've got like looks a like weird, they put like a weird cut in his nose. That uh, looks kind of that looks kind of cool. But later yeah. on, when we see him in the daylight, he looks like someone cosplaying as Kevin Pocahontas. Keegan. <laughs> Kevin Keegan crossed with Pocahontas. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Ahontas, mate. Kevin Ahontas. Oh, 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 Kevin <laughs> He just looks, he looks nuts. So you got Phil Lynott from Finn Lizzie, and it just it, it looks like a family dressed. <laughs> to, like dresses the Flintstones to go yeah. co- to go to like Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> whereas the other family, they look like a real family. They look quite well with the co- costumes there. Yeah. Uh, so so they they drive on. I don't know if there's a reason why they crash. Uh, they just sort of slide off the road. Very slippy road. Yeah. So they just that's it. They're arguing. Yeah. Um, and they see a. They're arguing, and then a plane like sort of flies off mm. and it scares them like a fighter jet or something something like that isn't it um and then there's a rabbit in the road and so they just skid off the road and crash um yeah. so yeah pretty much immediately the dogs are like very barky um and then when they let the dogs out beauty runs off into the hills mm. um and one and the, the young boy sort of, the young what well, i say boy sort of like what teenager yeah chases after to try and find her and he finds her mutilated body he does a flip as well did you see that <laughs> Does he do a flip? Does a flip. Front or backwards? (laughs) Front flip. He's like, yeah, yeah, running away from the sister and he does a flip. Um, Also, they they casually mentioned that the beast ate a poodle or killed a poodle. They very casually go, remember when beast killed that poodle? (laughs) Classic. Classic. Classic beast. Yeah. That's why we're on Um, the run now. That's why they've had to escape because they had the beast put down. So they come up with a plan to basically. Bob, so Big Bob, the dad, is going to walk back to the gas station. It's about, what does he say, 15 miles? It should happen by the time night falls. And then does he say, I think he says to his son as well, he's going to walk basically the other way and see what he can find. Yeah, yeah. See if he can find help, see if he can find, you know, whatever. Because they're trying to get signals. They're trying to find a signal with the radio as well, but because of all the hills around, they can't find anything. Yeah, uh, so you, uh, you say uh, Beauty, the, the kid finds Beauty mutilated. And he, he stumbles, he falls, and then he, he comes back. He's quite a good performance, I think, from that kid. Uh, there's the yeah. whole bit where he's like, he's obviously got his terrible news, but he doesn't quite know how to tell anyone yet. Um, and he's yeah, he keeps so trying he, to bring it up. And when he does, eventually he's kind of choking up. And hmm. um, and also the the beast breaks his chain and runs away. Um, so we don't really know. What, the beast is very clever in this. These dogs, bloody hell, Jesus, they had someone, someone... They just go around and do what they want, mate. They run away. They run away. <laughs> eat poodles. They eat yeah. poodles. So yeah, when uh, Big Bob gets back to the gas station, he finds Fred, who's like just about to kill himself. Yeah. But even though he's killing himself, doesn't he like shoot through the door as well? What Big Bob shoots through the door? Or yeah, uh, no, the other way around, isn't it? Oh, oh no, maybe it's Big Bob who shoots through the door. I can't remember. I so yeah. They have some sort of misunderstanding, and then when he goes in, Fred's trying to kill himself which obviously Big Bob stops him. And then he tells a story about how his son, Jupiter, great name, um, yeah. killed, like went, growing up, 
killed like the family's livestock, later murdered his sister. Um, so basically, and then he went off to live, you know, in the hills, and he's still coming back to his dad and what terrorizing him or something. I don't know. Being a bastard, just being a being a right bastard. Yeah. Well, in the remake, the, there's I think the gas station tent is like just trading with them or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So it, in the remake, the gas station is not related to them, but he's kind of like providing them various things, and he's kind of had enough. He's like ready to kill himself. Uh, and then he does um, in the remake. But in this one, Fred actually dies by getting attacked by Jupiter, who like beats him to death with a tire iron. And the yeah. reason he does that is maybe because he's helping this guy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but they um, they they attack Bob and they, they take Bob. Bob, who's the the big authoritative manly man, he's a, sort of led to be the pillar of safety for the for the rest of the family. And yeah. the fact that he gets taken. Um, and then they, I don't know if they do this in room, but this is quite brutal. They, they sort of um, nail nail his hands into a Joshua tree. Um, is that in the remake? Did they? And I know yeah, they're yeah. trying to, but did they? Pr- pr- pretty much the same, and they light him on fire. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's pretty, pretty brutal, isn't it? So then we find out a bit more about the family as well. That Papa Jupiter had children with an alcoholic prostitute known as Mama. I don't know if she was called that before she became a mum. That would be strange. Um, they have three sons, hey, Mars, Pluto. Mama. <laughs> hey, this is Mama. Why? Because she's going to be a good Mama one day. <laughs> um, so yeah, they got three boys, Mars, Pluto, Mercury, a girl called Ruby. Um, so yeah, it's just basically cannibal, weird family. I say inbred, but it doesn't actually sound like they are inbred. No, they're not inbred, are they? Because... I'll take it back. Sorry, guys, if I've just called you inbred. Pretty, pretty bad. Maybe Jupiter was inbred. Maybe he was like the one that was, I don't know. He was the first, he was the first yeah. inbred. So yeah, so basically they crucify Big Bob and light him on fire sort of what, say like 100 metres away from yeah from the from the trailer. It's night time now as well. Um, and obviously everybody runs out like what the hell's going on and the mum and one of the brothers like run towards, run towards Bob who's on fire. Um... And so basically, that's used as a, as, as a distraction. Yeah. For two of the guys, is it Pluto and Mars? Two, I, don't, I always get confused. But two, Michael two of the great. <laughs> all right, Phil Liner and Michael Barrymore. <laughs> yeah. Go in there. <laughs> okay. Phil Liner and Michael Barrymore go in there. Basically, terrorize the rest of the family while they they're tending to Big Bobby's on fire. So one of them eats the bird. They've got like a pet parakeet he just rips his head yep. up and, and this this and all of this is pretty much in the remake as well um, yeah. eating the bird and that's when uh michael barrymore no no not michael barrymore the other one phil liner <laughs> phil, <laughs> yeah. phil liner phil rapes Bre- phil liner rapes brenda while this is happening as well and then he um, shoots the mother yeah so the mother basically comes back in and sort of just goes what's going on here then she just gets shot straight in the gut yeah. Um. And then the other daughter, the mother of the sorry, the daughter-in-law, the mother of the baby. Yeah. Um. Come comes back and one of them's got the baby in her hand and she tries to get it off and she gets shot as well, like yeah. pretty much in the stomach. So it's pretty brutal already, you know. Just there's a bit things where, where like, um uh the youngest daughter is getting raped. Apparently, well, we don't know that, but it looks like she's getting raped. <clears throat> and then the brother comes back. To get some supplies, get a, a gun or something, uh, yeah. and he says, "Look after the baby." And then 
because the, the blinds are pulled shut. He doesn't even know that he's leaving his sister to, uh, yeah. to Phil Liner. It's very, yeah, it's pretty horrific. Like especially for this, this that time. I mean, I can't imagine. It's not particularly gory, is this film? But like, it's still got like a really nasty bite to it. It's just brutal. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those. Uh, again, this is what makes me think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that pretty much very early into the film or very you know these these people are under you know you don't expect something like this to happen immediately you know so many people to be to be killed or hurt just so quickly and i think that's that gritty realism that makes this film feel so yucky yeah it gets it gets under your skin (laughs) a a bit dirty a bit grimy so um uh, the brothers come back and they sort of chase them off. Um, but it's too late by that point. The damage already been done. Um, they <clears throat> they have a baby and they're talking about how they're going to eat it. Like what I'm saying, I'm going to eat the toes. I'm going to I'm going to put it in a stew. I'm going to yes. So earlier it. they did eat some of the dog. So they ate some of Beauty. Yeah. And they sort of say, you know, no more dog for us. We're going to have a lovely, juicy baby. Yeah. And I mean, I've never thought about eating a baby, but at the same time, that baby was tiny. And I thought in my head, there's like five of them. I'm going to go around. I have a baby leg, a baby arm. Yeah, that's, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is, a, horrible, this is a horrible thing to discuss. If you think but. about, I mean, that's like a, a good meal. That's a chicken, like a you know turkey, like a full turkey. Like it will last you a little while. But the human, like the, the adults, they're like deers or they're going to last you months if you have a freezer, which doesn't really don't. <laughs> yeah they got a chest freezer plugged in in one of their caves that they're living in uh yeah so pretty so pretty much now big bob the dad who's been crucified and set on fire he's dead um and then we've also got the mum, ethel yeah she's, she's, she's on the way out she's like on her way out she's pretty much dead uh lynn is pretty much dead there's right? a horrific bit where they where bob's on fire and they put him out, uh, but he's obviously dying. And the mum is just laughing. She's saying, that's not Bob. That's not him. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's a weird. Yeah, she's it's weird. Shock. I mean, yeah. it's shock. It's just one of those things that, again, makes it feel real, you know, because yeah. people are acting, even though that, that's, that seems completely crazy, like mm. it feels believable, you know, that someone yeah. would act like that. Because how would you react seeing one of your loved ones suddenly just strung up and set on fire? Because the, the, con- the concept of that is So far horrific. from what you can... I mean, Except, I, yeah. I couldn't expect it. I'd never expect it to happen on a weekend. You know, I'm going to enjoy the weekend. <laughs> on a Friday? Well, maybe. On a Friday night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, so the guys, the boys rush back, and when they find everyone, like, either dead or pretty much, you know, Brenda, who's been raped as well, she's traumatized, she's screaming, she doesn't want anyone to come near her. Um, yeah, so then... So this know, is where uh, the beast returns... The beast returns. He's been milling about, um, and he does one of the one of the uh, cannibals called Mercury gets like nudged off a hilltop and fall, falls to his death. Which yeah. the beast, the beast is like, I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers for fucking my family. He's a bit, the, the dog is almost too smart, I think, to be believable, because like he he doesn't just yeah. he doesn't just attack the Mercury. He sort of sneaks up behind him and then just nudges like pushes him off. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He dies, but then he <laughs> then he picks up the walkie-talkie. And then, like, takes it with him back to the... Uh, he's too smart for, for a dog. He's very too smart, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So around about here, Mama chains Ruby outside the cave as well. It's like tormenting her because she um, was sympathizing with the Carters. Obviously, she didn't want them to be to be killed yeah. the way they the way they were, and she's like forcing her to eat the dog. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it was all pretty uh, pretty brutal. And then the next morning, so it's weird that the rest of this film kind of plays out in daylight, which is, you know. <laughs> I mean, how many how many films are in? I mean, it doesn't for a film of this era, horror mm. film as well. For it to play out in daylight doesn't feel. Again, another reason why it probably feels a lot like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though all of that doesn't happen in a day. Do you feel like he watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like saw the success of it and was like, "I'd like to try and recreate some." So of that. what was it? It was it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was seventy six. Is that right? Oh no, sorry, seventy four. So it was a few years before. So I mean, it's hugely inspired by that. I think yeah. obviously. But as I said, some bits just... I think the costume design is one of the things that kind of... Because everything else is in place, like the genuine yeah. threat, the creepiness of everybody involved is all... But the you costume right. design... If, if, if the costume designs were... If they had, um, you know, the design of Leatherface and uh, the, the creepy corpse granddad thing... Yeah, because that just looks like something you'd find... They look like they find those clothes and wear them, or, you know, they yeah. are their clothes, but just a bit... Yeah. If it had just that bit more, it would have been a, it would have been something special. I, I think mean, it was it, a teeth. I think it was a teeth. The teeth yeah. necklaces and the teeth bracelets and like the things in their hair. Yeah. It just did feel like too too cliche cave woman. Yeah. Or caveman. So, um, yeah. uh, what's his name takes the walkie-talkie back to our two lads, who are now like keen to get their baby back. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, they have decided, the mutants have decided they're going to go and kill the rest of the people, right? Yeah. So the the mutants obviously want to kill the rest of the family for whatever reason. So they kind of like set a trap. Um, so it's, so it's uh, which two is it? This is the younger ones, isn't it? So it's like yeah. Bobby and Brenda. They set a trap where it's like they put their mum on a seat. He was dead like that. <laughs> and uh, Papa Jupiter and is it Michael Berryman? Because Michael Berryman at this point gets like starts getting ravaged by the beast. He has a fight the with the beast, is, yeah. He has a fight with the beast. The beast is fucking him up, like tearing, like break, ripping his skin, you know, making him really, really mugging him off. Yeah, uh, Papa Jupiter is doing some weird thing where he's just like, "I'm going to run as fast as I can towards this thing, and I'm fuming. I'm going to have it." <laughs> and they set a trap where they kind of like put like a cable around like, the wheel. It's a bit of a yeah, yeah. Home Alone trick. It's a bit of a Home Alone trick, yeah. and it ends up dragging him towards it. And then the well, final. What, but when if that happened, it, it would drag him towards him, and then he'd stand up, and then yeah, mess them exactly. Up. Yeah. But then they've got, but they do have a final bit for the plan, which is that they they're gonna let all the all the gas out of these canisters inside the trailer, yeah. and then they've got this makeshift little some matches on like a bit of sticky tape, <laughs> which they just put onto the bottom of the door, which I feel like it might work, <laughs> but, but might, it work, might yeah. not work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they shut the door, and then they get out the window, hide away. But when Papa Jubert comes to come in, he smells the gas. He's one step ahead of them. But then he's got two noses. He's got two noses, yeah. Get, one nose goes in that way, and one yeah. nose goes in, he goes, smells the gas. Uh, but the trailer still explodes, right? Yeah, but he kind of makes it explode, I think, um, yeah. to sort of distract them. 
Yeah. But, I, I, I love making things explode. Just look yeah. at it. Go, fucking explode, bang. <laughs> Distracts them. So, yeah, what, go on. How does, how does he, he get away? They run away from him at this point or something? Or? Um, fine. Ki- Papa Jupiter decided to kill it. Yeah, so the beast like tears, pretty much tears Pluto's throat out as well, right? Yeah, beast kills Pluto. They use it as a trap to kill. So I think what happens is they, Papa Jupiter, they do end up killing him, I think. I think maybe he, Papa Jupiter gets hold of Bobby and then Brenda right, hits yeah. him with something. Yeah, but basically they yeah. kill Papa Jupiter. They manage to do that. Yeah. Um, and then while Doug is trying to save the baby, Ruby basically runs away with the baby. Yeah. Um, Doug, Doug managed to catch up with her, but it's Mars, Phil Liner, who's chasing after him. He's following. Um, and he's fuming. He's like, oh, the boys, the boys are back in town. Bloody, the whiskey's <laughs> in the jar. Uh, oh, really, uh, oh, I'm Irish. <laughs> That's, there we go. I've run, I've run out of my Finn Lizzie. Um, yeah, so basically he's chasing after them for ages. And then Doug and him get into like a bit of a scuffle and a fight with a knife. And then... Doug stabs him, just stabs him to death. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Yeah. Ruby's crying, and then the screen fades to red. That's the end. So our family, even though they've lost most uh, three of their members, they win, I guess. And I guess, what is this tr- film trying to explain? What is this trying to portray, this film? That it doesn't take much to turn you, to turn normal people savage. Yeah, to reduce you, you know? to sa- Yeah, like... Um... It does take much to reduce someone to savagery. Um, Just protect, protecting your own is what's yeah, going to reduce yeah. you to savagery. Yeah. We're not so different from the cannibals, you know. They might eat, they might be cannibalistic, <laughs> but we're not so different, you know. That's yeah. what it's trying to say. Yeah. So go on. Which one do you prefer, sequel or remake? So the remake. This film just feels like it kind of fizzles out. Mm. The 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 family might they get their revenge essentially. And get the baby back, which is lovely. But the f- the remake uh, around about you know this ending when every day all split off and go to f- you know set traps and find the baby and stuff. Mm. There's something really good about the remake is the fact that you know um, Doug's character goes off and has like a redemption story himself, where he becomes yeah. the, the hero, Bob. becomes yeah. the big the big the big Bob of the family. Yeah, he takes yeah. over the mantle of that, um, fights all of the, and you know you feel really tense during it because he's on the back foot he's on his ass he's stabbed his glasses are like smashed up his face creature thing. he's thrown yeah. through walls um but it's he, visceral but he, it's like it's a really sort of builds a builds and builds and builds a giant crescendo of uh yeah of thrilling and violence. we kind of understand about the family a bit more there's a really just there's a disfigured guy in a wheelchair who sort of says your people have been testing their bombs and they told us to leave but we didn't and they didn't care and they destroyed our homes and look at us and you know so you kind of understand you know their point of view as well whereas in this in the original we're kind of like oh there's cannibals and crazy people there's nothing yeah. there's nothing about them that really explains that but yeah, yeah the, rede- the the vengeance and the redemption of the remake really does tie it off nicely um and unfortunately yeah the original kind of just fizzles out like oh how are we gonna end this oh yeah they yeah. probably just do this <laughs> it feels like the first one is a bit of a uh prototype and the remake just tweaks certain elements added more of an ending to it and it just really uh uh i think the the remake is uh is the one to watch if i'm gonna advise them to watch one i'd say watch the remake yeah i think the remake is uh is a lot better and you know yeah. it's, it's it's rare for a film you know especially horror 
I think is 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 kind of real. I think it's pretty much ref film to yeah. be remade and be be better. But I think it does. It this it's the perfect kind of remake where like obviously it emulates almost everything identically. Everything that worked, everything that doesn't work, it kind of goes well. Here's where it could have gone, and here's where it mm. could go, which I think is is smart. Yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a perfect remake, really. Trivia. Uh, we're going to play another game of the name game. I give you a story synopsis, and you name the film using the convention "The Hills Have Eyes." So it will always be something like "There's something, has something." Okay, so number one, a family is driving through the Nevada desert when they find a tribe of upper legs living in the hills. Uh, the hills have thighs. Yes, correct. <laughs> oh, not a tribe of upper legs, mate. Oh, that's terrifying. Number two, Will Wheaton and Prince William set up a pie shop to great success. The wills have the wills have pies. <laughs> correct. Number three, you're at a restaurant and you get the bill. Wait, you didn't order that second round of Coca Colas. That's just untrue. The bills have lies. <laughs> You're really good at this. Uh, number four. <laughs> this might sound familiar. <clears throat> a family is driving through the Nevada desert and they get attacked by a family of secret agents living in the hills. <laughs> the hills have spies? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one is... <clears throat> you won't get this one. It's too hard. You might do. You've, been, you've done really well. Number five. A Victorian period drama about an author who sets out to write the filthiest erotica novel known to man using really old, old pens. Sorry, erotica uh, novel, old pens. Let's see Erotica novel, old pens. Um, the quills have... <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but hit me with it anyway. The quills have size. Oh, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't have got that. It's no, not on the tip it's of my too tongue. Hard, I yeah. lied when I said that. <laughs> I got half of it, though. I got 15%. Mate, you did uh, surprisingly well. <laughs> You've been uh, practicing. You should, shouldn't have doubted me, mate. Yeah. I, knew it was, I knew it was coming. I've been practicing all day. I thought you wouldn't get the second one. The quills have pies. You nailed it. I nailed it, mate. You know, I'm just proud. I'm proud. I'm going to put that on my CV. Good. Uh, okay, so <laughs> to re- review the film. <laughs> oh, um, so as I said, I think it's a good film. It is aged, aged well in some parts, aged not so well in others. Some bits let it down, like story-wise. Um, I think it's good direction, uh. characters, <clears throat> act- acting's all pretty good. Just some bits sort of let it down, and it does unfortunately fizzle out. Um, so I'd probably give it a. A C plus. Is that fair? And in context, if I give the, if I'm giving this a C plus, I would give the Hills Have Eyes remake a B. Okay. What did I say? Plus. <laughs> plus. A C plus. A uh, okay. C-plus. So um, I also gave it a C plus. I mean, it's great. I just think it's a little bit over the hill. The costumes does let it down, but it is you know, it's low budget. What can you expect? Um, and. Like I said, I'd, I'd recommend the remake before. I'd probably give the remake. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I, I can't quite remember. But in my head, it's an A minus film, but it's probably more like a B plus if I were to watch it again. Yeah, um, I think I think I'd give it a B, the original, because I think maybe it's because I just watched the original before that. But 
because it plays out very similarly to that, mm. it wasn't mm. until that final 20 minutes that I really got like, oh, yeah, come on then. Let's have a look. <laughs> Let's see the two in a bit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's all for, for now. Uh, we've done the, the review. What else do you want from us? Uh, what are we do next week? Are we, we going to do uh, Crawl when it's out? That's not out for a little while. Yeah, so I don't think it's out for a few more weeks, Crawl. So in August, we're going to do Crawl and we're going to do scary stories yeah. to tell in yeah. the dark. Um, so I don't know. What do you reckon? Should we look, have a little look back at the older IGN list and see? I think the next one is Halloween 3 on that. So I'd be, I can't remember Halloween 3 much at all. Season of the Witch. Yeah. Um, maybe we could do that. I might need to watch Halloween two as well, just to fill in that gap because you know that's the way. I, that's the way I, I roll. You know, I don't know what's wrong it's, with me. It's uh, not related. No, no, it's not related. No, but it's not related. But you know, yeah, I'm like I'm like that. I like to fill in the gaps, mate. All right. Yeah, of course you do. I like the gaps to be filled in. <laughs> um, so yeah, we could do that. Or if anyone's got a suggestion, hit us up on Horror Hangout Board of Advisors Facebook group, or you can find us on Twitter, can't yeah. you, Luke? Uh, yeah, at Hawk and Cleaver or at Ben Errington at, at Ben underscore Errington and at Luke of Condor. Uh, so thanks to the uh, thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music, thanks to ACAS for hosting the show, thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider, uh, consider giving us a rating review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co host Ben for being a right or a dude and for being you, a quiz master. Quiz, you're the quiz master. I am merely a pupil who did or who did all right this time. You should go on mastermind based on trip like the name <laughs> game around Hills what, of Eyes. Well, what's your specialist subject? Uh, it's quite specific. Uh, you've just seen the Hills of Eyes, not the, <laughs> not the film itself, but the naming convention around it. Yeah, there we go. And they'll be like, Well, there we go. Round one. Well, I'll fail at the general knowledge round. Oh, uh, <laughs> wills have pies. <laughs> no, the answer is Columbia. Right. Okay, man. I'm gonna go. Until next time. Bye. Bye.